anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for coming out on a Friday night and uh, spending time at something like this. Uh, there's probably better ways that you can spend your Friday night, I guess, but we're happy you're here. And, and uh, yeah, one of you guys want to pray us in? Closest to the mic. Right, well, I think he was handing it to you, but I'll, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Uh, Father, thanks for today uh, that we could be here, that we can uh, just reflect upon uh, your goodness in our lives and to our fellowship. And so we pray tonight that uh, our time would be um, honoring to you and that it would be encouraging for us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, we try to do one of these at least once a year, sometimes more if needed. Uh, it's it's We call it a town hall meeting, but it's an opportunity for us just to kind of share a little bit of what's on our heart, what's going on in the church and then also give you an opportunity to ask any questions you might have. So the way we're going to go through this is there's there's just different topics we're going to hit. At the end of each topic, if you have a question about something, uh, you can raise your hand. If you are willing to come up and talk in the mic, it'll go out over the live stream, and then they'll be able to hear it as well. If not, if you want to stay in your chair, you can ask it from there. You just have to agree that you will be extremely brief with your question because we have to repeat it, and there's dead air while you're asking that question. So make sense? Okay, those are the only rules. I think. You guys have any rules? <laughs> David never has any rules. <laughs> That's not true. So uh, first thing we're going to talk about, and you guys just grab this when you want it, uh, is just the kind of a pastor team update, uh, the pastoral element update, as uh, somebody coined that phrase years ago, and it's kind of stuck, and it makes us laugh when we say it. So uh, we are, as a team, doing really well, and uh, we still like each other. We enjoy ministering side by side with each other. Uh, these guys have been a huge blessing in my life over this last year. And, and I think they would say the same thing. It's been a weird year and to have each other and have that close relationship as co-pastors has been a big deal. Uh, we were sad, you know, it was bittersweet to have Terry kind of to move off of the team. Uh, we really appreciate Terry and, uh, he's always, he's got like pastoral wiring in him. So even though he's not going to be an everyday pastor, we're still going to count on him for a lot of things over the years, and we're happy that he and Nancy are still going to be with us, even though they've been really kind of going through it health-wise recently, and so they're not here tonight. Uh, I think they're on the mend, but keep them in your prayers, and uh, we had planned to honor Terry tonight because it's hard to get the three of us together in the same location with some of the church around, and so we uh, we were going to surprise him with something, but he's not here, so tough tough luck, no. Yeah, yeah, we... Uh, we're not really plaque people at the door, but we thought it would be fun to give Terry a plaque that is basically, um, yeah, we didn't have it ready, ready. Cause you know, we're not that professional when it comes to things. So, <laughs> but it's ultimately going to look kind of like one of our business cards. So it'll look familiar if you've ever seen the, the church business cards. Um, and then it has his name on it with the bio from the website. And then uh, of course, you know, his Lego head had to be on there. So, so it's still being made, but it's going to look something like that when it's all said and done. And hopefully it's something that over the years he can look at and just shake his head and chuckle a little bit when he sees it, I would say. So, yeah, we're going to actually have a cut, a little cutout for, the, you know, the real Lego figure to be in there. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, real quickly, do you, one of you guys want to kind of explain the, um, the strategy we have going right now as far as who's in what location and, and rotation and that kind of stuff? Or do you want me to keep talking? All right. I'm trying to, trying to include, say, I'll keep going. So as you guys know, um, these two guys have been in Lapine for the most part, and I've been here for the most part. And uh, that is, when it comes to a co-pastor model, uh, that's been a little challenging because we really like 
when there's multiple people and you guys get to see those those multiple faces. But when we reestablished Lapine after COVID, we really thought it would be good to get a, a strong base established there. And that's kind of in, you know, it's David's wiring is to start things and, and rally things and get things moving. And it's good to have somebody with him that won't let him burn the place down. And and Chad's good at that. So so we appreciate that. But so that's really why that they've been spending so much time there is, is uh, Lapine is really important to us. And we wanted to see that work get established. Uh, it will be nice when we start to rotate again, which we're getting ready to do through the next series we have coming up. Uh, which starts in Lapine on Sunday. David's going to start the first of the seven letters. Uh, if you missed it on the, uh, we have uh, our table talk. Most of you guys know that on Thursday mornings, we did an intro to this series because David knew he couldn't do the intro and the first letter at the same time. So table talk includes that. Uh, it started out with no sound. So like yeah, for quite a while, which was, and it was our best material yet. And right. it did, none of it got. But it is the first time we've done charades. So the, like the charades are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, it's uh, you'll be able to find that on there, but we're going to start that series and we're going to be rotating around for at least that'll be two months basically because there's seven letters. So, so it'll be nice. You'll get to see them. Uh, I'll get to go down to Lapine, which is kind of nice because I haven't been there in a while. So that's kind of the plan, but we're, we're still committed to the co-pastor model. We believe that it's, it's uh, the best model for us and, and really for the church, but it doesn't always happen that way. So even though you've been seeing more of me lately, uh, you'll get to see these guys. And then I'd mentioned something when, when Jordan, the vicar, who's in Mexico right now, hopefully live streaming, when he was here and taught uh, that one Sunday a while back, at the end of the service, I kind of was explaining what we were planning to do with Jordan, and my the mic was cutting out on the live stream, so some people didn't fully understand what we were planning right then, so I wanted to just explain. Uh, Jordan is somebody we recognize this calling on his life. He feels that as well, and, and he, he really wants to be in full-time ministry. He's wanted to for a long time. He actually has more... He's more bona fide than we are as far as education and that kind of stuff. All three. Well, yeah, put together. Well, eh, yeah. <laughs> Life experience. Is that? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but so we basically have been kind of affirming him and, and he's been in, in some ways a pastor in training. We recognize the calling. We see we, we see the qualifications in his life and we've watched the cohesiveness in our team, which is all three of those things are really important and have to kind of be in place. Uh, but the basically down in Lapine, he spent a lot of time down there. Most people down there already kind of acknowledge him in that role and see him as that because it's been affirmed here. It hasn't so much been because he hasn't spent much time here. And so the idea was let's get him here. Uh, we really do believe that if, when you're bringing up a pastor, if you can raise them up from within the church, as opposed to bringing them from outside, you know, that person they've lived among us and they've been part of our group. And so that's the idea is for he and Marcy to be here with us, spending time here in this location for a time supporting, you know, me. So I'm not alone, which will be nice too, but it's so that you guys can all get to know him as well. We want you to affirm when the time comes that same thing that, that we're seeing. That's really important because he'll be your pastor as well as our pastor. And so um, there is no timeline on this though. And that's the part that some people said, well, you're bringing, you know, Terry's out now, Jordan's in. No, he's, uh, he's being very patient with us. He would, he's kind of chomping at the bit in a lot, in a lot of ways, but you know, there's a financial piece to that. And then there's also just waiting on the Lord's timing. And so for now, we, we see the calling. We're affirming the calling. There's no timeline. It could be could be a while, um, but we want that to be something that the church is kind of pushing uh, as well as something that we're acknowledging. So. We're good. Okay. okay. The other one that I wanted to mention real quickly is. Oh, does anybody, well, when I get to the end of the pastoral element section, that's when I can ask questions. If a hand throw goes up, I'll, I might, you know, we'll probably allow it. 
Uh, I'm kidding. So um, real quickly, the way we understand pastoral care in the Bible, obviously it's our job to pastor and shepherd and oversee, but the congregation as a whole, we look to to provide pastoral care for each other. So shepherding each other, praying for each other, encouraging each other. And you guys do a really good job of that. We've This has been a weird season of, you know, people not being in church. So we just want to encourage everybody. We, you know, between the three of us, we have a pretty small net, but between all of us, we have a pretty big net. So if you notice somebody's missing, you notice somebody hasn't been around, everybody needs to reach out and check in on them and see where they're at and what's going on, uh, encouraging them, maybe pulling them back, you know, if possible, because it's been weird to not see faces that we see on a regular basis, kind of not around. So if anybody notices that, um, it's our job to do, but it's your job to do too. So if we're working together, I think we're going to cover more ground that way. So just keep that in mind. Uh, we also wanted to make sure that we introduce our deacons who are here tonight and thank them for the service they do. The role of a deacon in, in the church, we believe, is to support us in a way that we can get freed up to do the, the things that we're supposed to do as far as prayer and teaching and counseling and, and those types of things where they can take care of some of the things that need to be taken care of as far as the building and the food distribution and a lot of the things like that. And so we have uh, Cy and Diane are back there. Maybe you can just raise your hands. They're masked up, so yeah, I think that's them. Yep. And then we have Gary Hardenberg right here. Andrew Walls is over there. Mike, where did Mike go? Oh, Mike McCarter is over here. And... Oh, you guys are like, I know they're here. I saw them. You're in the dark in the cage. Rich and Tammy are up top there. And so um, the reason we want to make sure that we're pointing them out to you is because they are here to serve us and you. And, and we want to make sure that everybody knows that uh, we're available. There's a lot of um, just times when it seems like people don't want to try to contact us or get a hold of us or something. But if you get a hold of us and you want to meet or you have a question or something like that, we'll make time for that. It's, it's important. And I know they will too. So utilize the servants that God's put in place in the church, including us. And don't feel, you know, don't hesitate to, uh, to get a hold of us if you need us for something. And then real quickly, just uh, we want to thank everybody. There's so many servants in, in our churches, both locations, I shouldn't say churches, in the church uh, that serve without any fanfare, without any acknowledgement, every week, week in, week out, diligently working, serving. And we thank you guys because this place wouldn't run. It wouldn't be what it is without that. And so for everybody that has a ministry, takes part in whatever it is, you know, it's just it, we appreciate it very much and grateful for it. Okay, does anybody have any questions regarding the pastoral element or leadership or anything like that? All right. That was so far so good. Schaefer said he had a bunch of hard questions for us, but they're apparently going to hold them until the end. Uh, we also just want to say we have a strong conviction of belief that the church needs to gather right now. Uh, it's been, you know, we went through a period of time where we were trying to do what we were, you know, do our part. And, and we, we did that for a time, but it, it got to where we started, we started to see the toll it was taking and we don't want that to, to, you know, continue. So as much as we can gather responsibly and smartly, you know, and I don't know what all that means because it, it looks different depending on what room you're in with what people you're with, it seems like sometimes, but we want to find ways to do that. And we would encourage everybody, even people that are maybe live streaming that haven't been around, not meeting, not gathering takes a toll. And it really does affect us. So I'm grateful that we get to still meet. And, and, you know, even for all of you that are here tonight, it's a blessing. But as much as we can do it, we need to find ways to keep gathering. Still keep going. 
All right. So uh, one of the ministries that has kind of gone by the wayside during this has been our kind of children's ministry on Sunday mornings, nursery and Sunday school. And we we are starting to see that we're in that kind of weird thing. Do we do we uh, if we build it, they will come or do we wait till they come to build it? And so we see the need. We see the uh, right now trying to figure out where all the young families are, where the kids are, what's going on. We've had requests for it, but we don't know if we staff it and start it, if, if they'll come or, you know, if people will just be sitting in a room by themselves. So we're trying to figure this out, but we really want to be at least proactive to start getting that lined up and ready. Uh, maybe, and we might need to get creative right now. So maybe, um, maybe the nursery and the, and the Sunday school class for the younger kids combines into one thing right now. And we have a, a safe place for toddlers, like, you know, an area where they're, cause we might end up with three or four kids. So if, if we can get two volunteers each week to, to be ready to go, we would really like to see children's ministries start up again, if it's possible. Um, and sometimes it's based on need and, and who's coming. But I think that if we were to say that's back in, in line, it's an important thing to have young families in the church and for, for kids to be here as well. So we want to make that happen. Um, I'm not sure how to do it exactly. Diane and Paula were both kind of overseeing that, that ministry, and they both have said that they, they would like to be replaced at this point. <laughs> they've, they've done it for a while and they're ready for, uh, for somebody else to take it over. So we, we would love it for it to be a team. And I know in, uh, in Lapine, Lindy was kind of overseeing it and she's not doing it. She's here now as well. So, um, we, we kind of need that people that are gifted, called, passionate about it to, to step up and let us know that they want to do it. And I know we have some people that are, have already said they want to do that. Not you, Renee. I'm sorry. Behind you. She's going, I didn't say anything. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about our the the other young adult or the youth ministry that's going on, and that's the uh, youth group and young adults. So, Mr. John, would you come up and just share a little bit about what's going on with the uh, youth group, and also how we can pray for you and support you as a church right now? That should be on. I mean, mainly for um, there we are. Mainly for the middle school, it's like one of those things where there's like this really high upside, you know, kids, that's a great time for them to like get into finding who Jesus is and what this is all about and the Bible and sin and death and all these things. And they're just, their minds are just starting to grasp it. So when you, when you get these huge upsides, these kids come in, they're ready for the gospel. Like it's beautiful. The downside, the kind of the valley of it is kind of like they're rambunctious, right? You know, they're unruly there, you know, all these other things that a lot of people are like, ah, kind of standoffish, but ultimately we just need like prayer. Like honestly, for like me, my wife, kids, other families, like as an adult, we don't, you know, like it is tough to be away from people and be away from, you know, the pandemic and all these things. And it is tough, but for kids, it's, it's probably 10 times that, like, imagine when you were a kid, you know, what it was like, to not go see a friend, you know, like I remember this one time I had chicken pox and I couldn't be around anybody. It was just like the most, I, had, was, I remember playing with my He-Man. I was just like, oh, this is the worst, you know, like, you know, like, but ultimately we just, re, we really need prayer. Like, honestly, like if people just would commit to pray for the youth group on Wednesdays, we do it from six to seven thirty. but you know, like it's, it's a toll, like, honestly, like for, like for me, my wife mainly does a lot of the organization because she really loves that part of it and, 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 and meals and, and, and corresponding. And she picks the game out because she doesn't seem like she's way more fun than I am really. And I just, I, I study the word and it's like every week, it's like, I want to hear from God. You're like, what, what do we have in this passage? And a lot of times it, 
it, it, you know, like it feels like it falls on deaf ears sometimes, but like ultimately I know God's word doesn't come back void, you know? So, but yeah, if people would commit, like if we had this group right here in front of us that would commit to weekly to pray for the youth group, it would be spectacular. So meals. yeah, meals, meals have been, uh, people, people were helping out. And so if like, if you've, the way I feel about meals is like if people have a heart and want to do it, like they want to be like, Hey, I just want to, I mean, who, if you have that heart to do that, please contact us. Uh, we don't want it to be like a burden or a, uh, like a, another thing to do another brick on the, on the, on the, on the, you know, on the, on the mortar to kind of weigh you down. But like, if something like on your heart, like, Hey, just want to bring some meals or whatever. And you happen to be like an extraordinary cook. Or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would, we would totally accept that. We would appreciate it too. So. And I think there's about 15 kids coming or so right now. If, if you know, if you know how to cook for 15 kids, it's easy peasy, right? Uh, Diane and Paula, did either of you have anything you wanted to say about the children's ministry? I didn't, I didn't think to ask you guys. Okay. Just giving you your chance because I know how much you guys like getting in front of the mic. So, uh, young adult group. <laughs> um, so I'm going to stand in for Jordan, even though me and my wife have been a part of that since the beginning and this is basically high school and college age so we call them young adults and um, like it's literally a, a highlight of our week um, it has been ever since it's been going there's some of the raddest bible studies that i've ever sat through and i've been sitting through bible studies for a lot of years and um so the conversations we have um, um about things that are big um and and deep that i think are even sometimes too heavy for them just to find out that they're not um, these guys are eating it up. Um, I'm learning a lot from them. Um, like it, it's, it's real. Uh, it's like a church within a church is what it's become. And just to speak to that, um, a lot, a lot of times that age group gets clicky, um, where some people just can't find their way into the inner circle that's created. Um, and that's, that has not happened here. We have 20 to 25 young adults average every week. Um, and there is none of that. So even outside of Tuesday nights, when we gather, these guys are calling each other, checking on each other, inviting each other to different things, even if they seem like two people that don't make sense, um, just because they're part of a group. So there, there's like gospel community, like Christian community going on. And I'm just sitting there watching it because this is the future of the church. And, and so it, it's rad while a lot of churches are, are not seeing these numbers, uh, from this age group come into their church. We're like, um, we have it in an abundance right now for how small of a group we are. Like it's, it's a, it's a flourishing ministry. Um, so it's, it's a big deal. And, uh, we, we really dig what God's doing. we got a couple of non-believers that, that show up that are investigating. And so just like John said, like, keep, um, keep these young groups in, in prayer. So there's a lot of people, um, that are that are going to find their way into these rooms as 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 young people that have no idea who Jesus is or why they need him, um, and we get that opportunity, uh, which is pretty awesome. So um, anyway, it's it's a live well kicking like it's good. Young adult groups rad. I mean, is there anything I'm missing? All right. Uh, by the way, all of these ministries that are going on at both locations are available for both locations. And, and we're starting to see that happen now. There's, there's 
uh, people coming this way, people going that way for different things, and we like that. That's a good thing. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the um, the men's and women's ministries that are going on at the church. If anybody kind of oversees one of those things and wants to give a plug, give an update, tell us how we can support or pray for you. Um, I put names down on the list, but I don't know if anybody wants to actually get up and say something, but you know who you are. Come, Peggy, come. I lead the women's Bible study in the pine and um, we have about six or seven ladies that come, you know, and it's in the morning. So there's mornings where it's too snowy. So things kind of depend on the weather, but we just kind of roll with the punches. We're doing first John, not first John, the gospel of John this year. We'll be wrapping up probably sometime in May. And um, there's a lot of chit chat. It's kind of funny. We talk about way more than the gospel, right, Kenna? <laughs> Sometimes it's like, pull them in, pull them back in. You know, we get off on these little tangents, and it's, it's fun. We, we get to know each other really well, and, and we learn about each other's needs. We pray for each other during the week, so that's really nice. So the thing you could pray for me about um, is next year. I always start praying about September for the following year. And I usually kind of, by now, have an idea, but I'm not real, I don't have an idea. I mean, I have some ideas. But I'm kind of more settled by now, but I'm not there yet. So, so pray for me about what we're going to do next year. Thank you. The time and the oh, Wednesday mornings, 10 to 12, Wednesday hopefully 12. Sometimes it's 1230. Pardon? Where, where do you meet? At Pat McCarter's, Mike's house, in, in, um, in the Lazy River area. So, anything else? Okay. You know, if if people, if while they're talking, if you have questions, raise your hand yeah. while they're up here, and they'll, we'll figure out what to do from there. Okay. But, all right. Thank you, Peggy. Uh, and again, there's Carrie and Lindy said they would say something. David just threw them under the bus. So come on up. She's coming up, though. That's a that's a positive step. Yeah. Okay. So, hi, I'm Lindy. Obviously, you guys all know Carrie. Um, we're heading up the women's ministry in Sun River, but it's kind of a pine and Sun River mixed. Um, we're kind of stepping away from more of a traditional study. We are doing kind of short studies. We're currently in a six-week study, kind of coming to the tail end on um, ways, sneaky ways pride sneaks into our daily lives. Um, but really, our whole heart behind this is not to really do a traditional woman's study. A lot of our heart behind it is finding what women's giftings are and having them step up and um, really just living in community. Like we have just such a belief in that, um, you know, the the older women should be teaching the younger and having that fellowship together because it's so important. And that teaching of, um, you know, growing together, living in life, understanding what people are going through and living in that. So we've been planning some hikes for the summertime. We've done a couple of craft days and we plan to do some more um, throughout the spring and another six week study a little later on in the spring. We're talking about maybe doing a woman's retreat that's kind of COVID pending, like maybe a camp retreat. But that's really our heart behind that. If you're wanting to get in contact with anyone, you can um, talk to me or Lori Rice. She's not here right now, but she's usually here on Sundays, and we're kind of heading up an email and phone list as well as some Facebook things. Did I get everything? Yeah. Yeah, we did a Christmas uh, Christmas craft, and that went really well and had a really good turnout for that and um, the Christmas party. Yeah. And right now you guys are meeting on Saturday mornings at 930 for a few more weeks, two more weeks, weeks. and then we'll take a break. We're going to plan another ladies kind of craft day and then we'll do a spring 
uh, Bible study. It'll also be on Saturday mornings, but we will be posting big events on Facebook, but we would like to get, like Lindy said, a, an email phone list together. We, that way, if a lady wants to do like a impromptu hike or something, we can kind of just shoot a text out, hey, everyone who wants to meet here, kind of more just a casual fellowship is kind of, especially in the summer, we're hoping to do quite a lot of those. All right. Yeah. Good job, guys. Okay. Uh, by the way, there are there are some ministries that are under the door umbrella that we kind of sponsor and promote and oversee, uh, you know, to some degree. And then there are some that are going on that aren't under the door banner. We're happy about those as well. There are some of them just, you know, people come to us a lot with different ideas of the things they want to get involved in and they're passionate about. And, and you know, sometimes we say, yeah, we're on that one. Sometimes we don't. Uh, but there's other things going on as well that we're happy that people are using their gifts, doing, you know, what God's calling them to do. And, and so if you're wondering about that, that's kind of the philosophy behind that. Anybody else that wants to share something? Here comes Cy. Hi, my name is Cy Smith, and I just want to, <clears throat> man, I just want to uh, thank the men that come on the Thursday morning uh, Bible study. We have a great study uh, Thursday mornings at uh, 8 o'clock, usually go till 9 or 9 so. Uh, I call myself the facilitator, not really the teacher, uh, because there's so many men there that, I mean, if you're not, if you're not attending this, I mean, uh, we have so many men there that are just great men of the Lord that, uh, that, uh, just, I mean, it's, it's a blessing to me because, uh, I learn so much, even though I get the opportunity to study God's word and to bring a few things out, but there's men that are coming, uh, on Thursday mornings that just, uh, just bring up stuff that just, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. And uh, so you're missing something really, really great if uh, if you have the time to just come and sit in and and uh, and uh, we have great discussions and and we get into uh, some some really good stuff and uh, it's just been a really blessing to me for the last six years and I know the pastors have asked me so just you know maybe to to give it over to somebody else to take a break but I'm selfish <clears throat> because it uh, it keeps me in the word and I get to hear anyway, from all these guys that come and, uh, and it's just, it's just a great time. And I really appreciate these men that come and, uh, and teach me, you know, so. Uh, do you want to hit your community group while you're there? Oh, yes. Yeah. We have, a our community group also, well, the, the Thursday morning Bible study meets here <clears throat> in the, in the community room over here. And also our, our, uh, Tuesday night, uh, the home group, which, uh, again, we have a, an awesome group and, and uh, that comes. So if you have uh, any time on Tuesday nights to come and join our home group, we we uh, we we kind of do a different type of home group where we have certain men that we trade off with because we uh, uh, to facilitate and it, it gets them into the word. And it also uh, we get a, a potpourri of, uh, of people to just raise up. We want to raise up men and and women to just uh facilitate and uh this if you like a home group uh and uh that you want to have that you're interested in maybe teaching or facilitating this is a great opportunity for you to do so and uh so the men's bible study is in uh we're doing uh, only uh, Jude chapter 1 so yeah just and the first chapter of Jude so all right and the, the, even though he's saying home group right now, it's, we're going to call it a community group because it's meeting at the church. 
instead of the home. And I've heard it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big group right now. Uh, we're trying to get, um, another one potentially started on Thursday night. I tried, uh, Terry's group and Gary's group. We were going to have them form one new super group like they used to do with some of the bands in the nineties. No, just kidding. Wonder twin powers activate. Anyway, they're, they're not sure what they're doing there yet, but maybe Thursday night here at the church, uh, those two will combine. They're talking about March. It's, it's on the, in the planning stages. So we're not sure what's going to happen there yet. I know the Ben group is kind of on hiatus. It's on hold for now. Um, and I know, um, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself cause I still want to make sure if Gary or, uh, um, Tony want to say anything about either of your groups that you guys third Thursday or the group that meets in Lapine, you guys good. Or do you want to say anything? Any plugs? You're good. Okay. He's going to, they're going to skip it. Okay. I'll keep going with the community groups. Um, and then I know, Mike's got a community group meeting in Lapine, and that's Wednesday nights? Yep. Okay. I think that kind of covers all of them. We'd, we always like to get more of those going, but it's been hard to meet in homes for some people. So keep in mind the church buildings are available if you want to utilize those. Um, sometimes your neighbors don't, you know, if they see 20 cars parked outside your house, that's weird for you right now. So park them in front of the church, and it'll be just fine. All right. Uh Mr. Doug V is not here, but if he were here, he would say, come to the redemption group, whatever's eating your lunch. Uh, you can, you can come here and talk about it. Men and women, both Wednesday nights, 630 here at the church. So, yep. And women are coming now, which is, I already said that, but that's a big deal. Cause I mean, if you met some of those guys and they're still coming, so that's good. Right, Paul? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, anything about the AV ministry that Rich wants to tell us? Uh, he's way up there, so. Yell it from the <laughs> He's not, he, yeah. Uh, I know that we could always use more people. Um, right now we've got some new people training in Lapine on, on the AV stuff and they're doing a great job. And I know there's more opportunities for that. We would like to see live streaming possibly start in Lapine too, but we just need people to volunteer that, that kind of have an interest in those things and are willing to, you know, figure it out and, and help us with it. We have, we'll provide the equipment and all that, but uh, we're only live streaming from here right now, which we're kind of shortchanging a lot of you because you're missing some of the, you know, these guys, and, and we, we'd like to do that as well. But we always need more volunteers for both the video stuff and, you know, running the boards and the audio stuff. We'll provide training. Uh, there's no pay, but, you know, heavenly rewards. So there's that. But if, if it's something you're interested in, willing to even look into a little bit, talk to us about it, talk to Rich about it, because I know there's some weeks where we're scrambling to try to find people to, you know, get that all all going. All right, music was the next one we're going to talk about. Um, we have, uh, and that, I would say worship, but it's worship's more than just the music. So, but the music part, we've kind of it's been a, a, a humbling and a year of learning for us in some ways, where we've kind of had a way we've gone about this for years, and and this year we kind of had to um, just humble ourselves a little bit and listen. And realize that when you're working with volunteers, you have to um, kind of loosen your grip on kind of what you're wanting to do. And so so we're working on that right now. And, and uh, uh, we've got four people right now that are doing a great job. Well, five. One's a married couple, but they're one in the sight of the Lord, so that still works. Uh, and, and they're right now we're kind of rotating people around. The question comes up sometimes, you know, shouldn't we have more musicians, more people involved? We would like that a lot. And, and that's kind of always been our ideal to some degree. But when you're again, dealing with people that are volunteering their time 
and they're working full-time jobs and they have families, for them to be able to come in and practice and do some of these things has just been challenging. And so it's not that we don't want it, but we aren't really sure how to accomplish it exactly. And so most churches have, that's a paid position where they, they pay somebody to come in and do that full-time. We don't have that. So we are grateful for our volunteers. They they just selflessly pour into this ministry week after week. They they rarely grumble or complain. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, they just do a great job for us. So so would we like to see this develop and and grow? Absolutely. But you know we're we are, we're also kind of we're working with people that are volunteering. So if it's something that you are passionate about getting involved in, we'd still love to hear from you. We don't know exactly how to plug everybody in or how to do that. But um, yeah. Also. We had to learn uh, that when it came to our songs, we had this group of songs that we wanted and, and they were our ideal songs. And not everybody knows those songs and not everybody can sing every song that we want sung. And so we've had to learn that doesn't always work. There's some, you know, some people have like a few kinds of songs they sing well and that's what they work with. And so, again, we're loosening our grip on that and figuring that out. And then the other one that we just recently kind of were um, uh, challenged with, I'll say, is... Uh, we didn't realize some of the songs that, that you sing in church on Sundays. We knew that some of them, you know, you don't necessarily want to affiliate with certain groups of people out there that are or certain churches, but the songs, we didn't know how far we were going with that. Cause you can take that down a rabbit hole pretty far where you say, well, you know, Luther wrote a hymn and one time he said something anti-Semitic. And so we're not singing any of his songs. And that guy, one time, those Wesley guys, one time they, you know, you can really get to where you, you can't sing anything but the Psalms if you, if you take it too far. But what we found out is that we pay a fee for CCLI and money that we pay goes back to those ministries. And so, in effect, we didn't know that exactly because you know, we're, we're not the sharpest tools in the shed all the time. But the money you give then goes to some ministries that we would never want money to go to. So a uh, couple things. One, we're grateful when somebody comes to us and challenges us with something and says, hey, you, you know, you're free to do that. Not only is it your um, responsibility, but we need that sometimes. So this was an area where we just didn't know. We were ignorant. And now we kind of know. So we are going to rethink some of those songs and some of the ministries and where that money goes because we don't really want to support some of that. So that's going to change. We're still in the process of figuring that out. But but thank you for uh, keeping us honest and, and doing your due diligence as well. That That's a good thing. No, you guys right. know before they do. That's all right. Oh, no, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> they can't hear you if you... Yeah, we didn't. We haven't informed us. Uh, so anybody that's watching that leads worship, uh, congratulations. We're going we're to change it again. <laughs> but it's not just arbitrary. You know, it's not just because we like it. All right. Free food market. Diane, you want to give us an update on that? Again, if you have any questions at any point, I'm not stopping in time to do that, um, but throw your hand up. It's It's been a changing thing with COVID and everything. Uh, we do free food market here. We don't do it in Lapine anymore. It's not big enough. We can't put the groceries all out. So uh, Lapine free food market, fourth Friday of the month, is a truck. It's a truck. The sides roll up, and there's boxes of food that we put in everybody's trunk that drives through. It's wonderful. It's easy. It's it's so perfect for Lapine because they have St. Vincent de Paul they can go to, and they also have the kitchen, Lapine Community Kitchen. So it's been a great, great, wonderful thing that Terry Holmes has put together for us with Carly from Neighbor Impact. Um, Terry Holmes today had brain surgery. It was a six to eight hour uh, surgery because he was diagnosed with geoblastoma. 
just so just you guys, if you knew him, he's just the neatest man ever. But anyway, pray for him because I know this has just thrown his whole wife and daughters, their life upside down. But he's the man that bought the truck with Carly. They designed the truck for this specific thing in Lapine, and they do it in Redmond and Prine Villa too. But we will continue to do free food market as we do it here, where we, you know, um, Colin brings, or Connor, I get Colin and Connor mixed up. Uh, Connor drives the truck here and we put the food out like someone's gonna go shopping, we shop for them. We just shop, we put it in bags, and then everybody gets the same amount. It's a wonderful thing. We've had the same 20, 25 volunteers, you guys. Three years now we've been doing this and I, I love it. That's, it's just my thing. I love it and I love the clients. I, I love everything about it. Um, so we will continue to do it the third Monday of the month here. January, February are holidays, so we skip those two months altogether, which is unfortunate, but March will pick up again. So if you're ever interested in helping, let me know. I know that some of the people that have been doing it a long time are wanting to bow out a little bit, but just, just let me know if you want to, because I, I, I just love it, and I know if you want to get involved. Carol and Jim just moved here, and they were just, man, they were riding their bikes over here helping us. So if you have any questions, call me, um, and I'll just plug you in. And then real quick, um, I was going to ask Tammy, but she's all the way up there too. So um, as far as kitchen, um, uh, coffee, communion, ministry, Tammy stuff and I like are winging that. It. You know, it's like we, I, we just come in and fix coffee. Do you need more help though, I guess is the um, question, or are you doing good? At this point, I think we're fine. We're putting together communion once a month and we're doing the coffee every Sunday. And uh, Lori, who does the donuts, her and her husband, yeah. they bring the donuts. And really, we just don't have a lot of people. And when every, when that changes and we're full bore again, then it's going to have to be, okay. we're going to need some help. But right now we're good. Okay. And then Lapine, I assume everything's working down there right now. I know that they just started to eat again. So you remember like when the door started way back in the day when we were in the old building and after every Sunday service, people just brought crock pots full of food and we ate and it was so good. We would be there from like eight in the morning to like four. In the yeah. We wouldn't get home till yeah, three or four. And, and and it was good. Well, they're they're going back to that in Lapine. They were doing that before COVID. They stopped. Now they're starting again, which is really cool. And somebody asked the question, well, couldn't we do that at 3R again since it's gotten to be so much smaller than it was for a while? And the question, you know, that's the question. Um, it comes down to whether the desire is there or not. But um, as far as a way to spend time together and just hang out, eat, and and have fellowship, it's pretty cool. But we would need somebody to kind of spearhead that movement. So worship service e eating it, it, it it's like the exclamation point like it, it just it perfects everything that's already perfect about why we get together so that's the problem is that halfway through the sermon the garlic bread starts like the smell of it starts coming in and then and then you see people like going like this cut it off dude you know so anyway it's like it um like i don't even know how to express like what it does for the church. I mean, we see eating a lot. We see Jesus doing it, promoting it a lot. We see the early church doing it daily together. And, uh, and I think we, we tend to think, oh yeah, food's always good, but there's a whole, it's, it's a vehicle, um, that that's designed by God for the, for the church to, uh, to basically reach a whole different level of relationship in a messy community. And so, uh, we just started it again in Lapine, and it was rad last week. Having it back, it was like, thank you, God, that we're doing this again. And it, it's just, yeah, it's just right. So it, I, I know it's sketchy right now. I know people are going to have different ideas on whether we can do it. I know down there, Pat McCarter's doing it. She's taking all the precautions. Like, everything's legit the way it's done. So, like, that 
it can be done right. So. Yeah. Well, I don't. I'm not sure how she's. She's got it covered. Like I. I don't know. So she's. She's calling people and people. She's got people doing it. So. And, and I will say that the smell of garlic bread might cut the sermon a little bit shorter. So. <laughs> That's incentive for you. Um, you know, it, people over the years have, have commented about the door changing. And one of the reasons that it changes is because we got large and it, it changes the intimacy of it. I mean, not large, you know, <laughs> by some standards, that's not large. But but there was a time when, you know, we were closer to 200 people in this location who couldn't eat because it was too much going on. That That's a way to bring it back to that tight knit, intimate group again. So pray about it. Keep it in mind. And maybe it's something that's doable. Um, uh, Dion, I asked for a, a meals ministry update. We really haven't been doing much in that regard, but she kind of oversees that. If somebody, if you know somebody that's having a baby, having a surgery, just needs meals, uh, we do have that ability and, and we can do it between locations for people that need it. So, um, keep her in mind if you know of somebody that we can benefit in that way. Uh, that's another important ministry. Uh, the next thing on the list is the buildings, which is kind of, you know, not super exciting to talk about, but, uh, this building, you know, is, we've had it now for, it was 2016 that we got this, I believe. And, uh, we weren't looking for a building. Uh, this came on the, on the, on the market and we got it for such a good deal that we just did it. Uh, we're still in the process, as you can see, of fixing things up. It, that hasn't always been our priority. People have been the priority, but people have asked questions recently about, are we ever going to do anything with the floor? And, 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 you know, could we put some money towards it? And, you know, of course, yes, that's always a good thing. We talked about bathrooms. We've talked about a need for a fire escape up top there. There's several things we could put money towards, but we've been trying to be kind of frugal this year. And so, you know, nothing's really uh, been happening recently, but there's still lots to do. And so if, you know, if you have any questions about that or concerns or, you know, want to know what the plans are, just let us know. And I guess we'll talk more about that. Lapine has a more exciting update than maybe this one. So, Yeah. <clears throat> so for those that might not know the background, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, the owner of the building asked if we would be interested in purchasing it. And uh, he's asked us a few times over the years and, and the response is always, well, you know, throw us out a number and he's never thrown us out a number. Uh, well, a couple months ago, he asked, and same response, throw us out a number, and they threw us out a number, and they're pretty proud of the building, um, more proud of it than we are. <laughs> uh, it just was out of our out of our reach by quite quite a ways, um, but just through some connections that we have with uh, Neighbor Impact, uh, we were able to uh, look at the po the possibility of getting a grant to help fund uh, at least a portion of the purchase of the building. And so, to make a long story short, it looked like we were going to have about $400,000 available in grant funds to purchase the building. The owners wanted $500,000 for their building. Uh, and so, we called them and just said, hey, we're a nonprofit. What would you think about if we could you know, offer you $400,000? Would you be willing to uh, take a $100,000 tax write-off? Uh, and they said, okay, we can do that deal. Didn't even think about it. Um, and so, you guys don't even know this because I just got this text walking into the, the door tonight. But um, that's, uh, that's set to close on Monday. So um, part of how we had were able to make this happen is that we had uh, another grant for uh, the operation of the warming center uh, for about $60,000 that was coming our way so we could staff the operation. And so we had to divert that $60,000 towards the purchase. Uh, so that was one way that we were able to make it happen and fully fund this purchase. So Neighbor Impact is going to be the purchaser of the building. Uh, and then they're going to have a zero-sum lease with us for five years, actually a dollar a year, so not quite a zero-sum. We can swing it. Um, we actually had somebody uh, who stepped up and said they'd cover the $6 uh, on Sunday down in Lapine. <laughs> so $5 a year for five years, and then we'll purchase it for a dollar uh, at the end of that fifth year, and that building will be ours. 
So the provision is that we have to maintain the warming center operation during that five years. Otherwise, we're on the hook for the $400,000. So that won't be a problem. Uh, however, for this year, we don't have any operational dollars coming to run the warming center. Um, and so we do need to get that ramped up uh, starting sometime in February. And so we're going to be looking for some volunteers. And um, you can see me afterwards if you want to know what all that entails. It's pretty anticlimactic, just staying awake during the night, keeping an eye on people. Um, but we're excited uh, that, that that could come through. Um, excited that uh, that this building is coming our way. Just we, we think that that's just something that the Lord has dropped in our lap, and we're excited about that. So that's the Lapine building update. Right. You want to add anything to that? Just, no, do you want to just tell them what some people may not know about the whole warming center? Uh, sure, yeah. So up warming center, if you, if you don't know. So uh, this would have been winter number five, or this will be winter number five for us operating the warming center. And there's a whole cool story about how that came together, if you're interested. I can talk to you about that offline. Um, but basically, we open up the building in the winter months. Uh, in the past, we've been temperature-driven, so when the temperature gets to a certain threshold, uh, we open and we let people come in and sleep uh, in the sanctuary. Um, it's not exclusively homeless people. We have There's an RV park right across the street from the church, and we get people that come in in the middle of the night just saying the RV's not cutting it, you know, when it's two degrees outside. When they come in and sleep, um, we provide them a place to take a shower. Uh, we typically provide a hot dinner, uh, a hot breakfast, and then we like to send people away with a sack lunch of some sort. Uh, 5 p.m. to 7 a.m. are our typical hours of operation. Um, and we get we get a lot of people coming in there that have needs. And so where the opportunity is, um, is that there's, there's a neat chance to build relationship with people, especially as you see them over and over throughout the winter months. Uh, not only for us to just meet some practical needs that they have, uh, but also just to get to know people in the community that, other people in the community don't really want to get to know. Um, so they're, they're, it's messy. Uh, sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's difficult, but it's very rewarding and a neat ministry uh, that we can have in Lapine. The community knows what we're doing. They're super compelled by it. Um, we get donations of coats and blankets and sleeping bags and things like that quite a bit. We get donations of food. Um, so probably in the coming couple of weeks, we'll be putting out there some more specific areas where you could volunteer uh, if you wanted to, or help out if you wanted to, but a neat thing that we get to do to bless the community. Yeah, and, and when God gives you a building, um, <laughs> you need to use it well. So we've got a pretty remarkable opportunity to make a big impact in that community, again, with the hope of sharing the gospel with the people that come through. And the better our testimony is in, in a small town like that that knows everybody, again, the more opportunity for gospel proclamation, which is what we uh, want to do. Also, the um, uh, the building, even though it's, we won't technically own it, own it uh, for that five-year period, they've, they've told us we can utilize it like it's ours. So if we want to tear down a wall or, you know, whatever, paint a wall, put in a fireplace. <laughs> Yeah, we we have, we have free reign to do anything like that. So it's, you know, I've heard about churches like just having buildings dropped on them. Not that sounded like the Wizard of Oz. Uh, <laughs> scratch that. Yeah, just that idea. And it's like, well, you know, who, how does that happen? Who gets that? Why why don't we get that? And we get it. It's just crazy. So praise God, we're grateful for it. Uh, any questions about the the building stuff or the the warming center? All right. The next one, the fun one, is we, we get to talk about finances. Yay. And there was great rejoicing. Uh, you know, we don't do a lot of talking about finances at the door on purpose. We are a missional church. We're always thinking about those that are outside and, and what they see and hear when they come inside. And for a long time, it just looked like the church kind of had their hand out. That was the perception, I think, in, as far as non-believers. So, so we put boxes on the walls, and we hope people fill them up. And this was one of those years where – you know, when you watch the congregation divide in half, you think, okay, this is going to divide the money in half as well. And so we were prepared to 
go find, you know, real jobs again. And, um, that was David and I chat already has a real job, but you know, uh, go back to do what we had to do. We were ready to t- make the cuts we had to make. We were ready to tighten our belt in any way we, we had to. And we did a lot of that as far as the, you know, not spending, but at the, you know, the end of the year, we looked at what came in versus last year and it was a different, it was down 6% year over year. That was it. 6% from last year. And, and we're still just blown away. You know, it doesn't make sense. We don't know who gives, uh, but we know people give, uh, because it, it all showed up somehow. And so we're just kind of, um, awestruck at, at, you know, God's faithfulness and your faithfulness. And, and we thank you. Uh, Lapine, by the way, was up 30% from last year. So they were up. We were only down a little, but everything's been able to move along like it's supposed to. Um, even though we're lean and mean right now, it's, it's all still working. So thank you guys for your generous support. And, um, yeah. I gotta turn my page. You know, we're stuck together. Try not to make this awkward. No, I got you. Uh, by the way, donation statements uh, were emailed out, mailed out. Both Tammy um, is, has sent those out. So if you gave last year and you have not seen yours yet, talk to Tammy and she will make sure that you get it. But hopefully everybody got theirs already. Uh, by the way, we did kind of streamline things last year. We we had people in Lapine, people here that were doing different things. And so we ended up kind of um, uh, making the same team kind of across the board. So, so Andrew, we've, we've asked to be kind of the deacon that oversees everything. He has eyes on all of it. Uh, if you know, Andrew, he's the perfect balance of, uh, just a gracious, godly man. And the guy that will call something out if he sees it, that he, that he's wondering about. And we appreciate that. So, uh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't just let things slide by. He, he'll say, Hey, what's going on there, which we need. So he kind of oversees all that. Uh, Tammy takes care of all of the, the donations, the deposits, keeping track of who gave counting, all of that kind of stuff. And then Janet uh, is the bookkeeper. So she keeps track of all the books, but we have multiple eyes on it. We know what comes in, you know, as far as like amounts, but we don't, we don't know donors and we don't want to know that kind of stuff. We just feel like that's something the pastors don't, we don't need to know who gives individually and stuff. Cause we don't want to ever have that taint us or yeah. Anyway, any questions about, Oh, by the way, finances, if you want the financial reports, Andrew sends them out quarterly if you see him, he'll put you on the distribution list and you can get that. We make that available to anybody that wants it. Weirdly, not a lot of people have asked for it, but but if you want it, see Andrew, you'll get it. So, yes. Okay, the question was, uh, the monies that come in, do they, do they pile into the same pile or do they stay separate? And they do stay separate. We have two, uh, they're all in one bank account, but there's two separate accounts in there. So, so we transfer things back and forth, you know, at times when we need to bottom line is if, if there was ever a need at either location that the other church could supply for, we would do that. But, but for the sake of, you know, clarity, we like to keep it separate and try to make sure that, it, you know, there's times when, you know, David might have this debit card and take somebody out to lunch and, it, you know, that, that person was from the pine, not from, we don't do any, it's not that big a deal. We're not going to get nitpicky about that kind of stuff, but generally we try to split it um, and, and make sense of it that way. So it's kept separate. That was a really long answer to say yes. <laughs> All right. Any other questions about any of the financial stuff? We try to be as transparent with all that as we can because, yeah. All right. We're getting close to the end here, guys. Uh, as far as communication goes, we like to try to find ways to make sure that we can get information out to everybody. Uh, and, and Facebook kind of used to be a, a good way to do that. But a lot of people are dropping off of Facebook and I ain't starting one of those MeWe accounts. Just it sounds silly, so I'm just kidding. I don't need another thing like that in my life. I'm on Facebook.
because of the church, and that's about it. So, so we have this public page that we don't really put a lot on. That's for everybody. And then we have uh, two private pages, one for both location. And the private pages are really intended for people to attend the church. They're not. So we get requests sometimes from people that say, I just want to be part of this group. You know, I, I live in the community. If you don't come to the church, we generally don't want to let you into the private pages because we share prayer requests and private information and phone numbers and, and all that. So, so that's the idea. Every once in a while, somebody will request for their mother who lives in a different state to be part of our group. And you have to answer questions like, do you, you know, do you come to the church? No. So that's, if you have any questions about that, just, I don't want to overcomplicate it, but there's two different pages. The problem is we don't know how many people are utilizing those for information. The website's a pretty good place to go for info. Um, you can get a hold of, well, probably your Chad. <laughs> no, David, David will, he'll try to help you if he can. I'm sorry. I'm picking on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I don't know what the best way is. We, we've talked about that. We have an email thing we can use. If you guys have some insight into that as far as the best way, you know, if, if we have like a snow day we have to cancel, we'll put it out on everything we can put it out on. But if there's a good way to communicate within the church and you have an idea, let us know what it is because we're kind of at a loss as far as how to get information out to everybody in a good way. So, um, And then the other one is uh, we have uh, haven't done a newcomer's lunch in a while, and that's kind of, uh, you know, we talked about doing a joint one. If you're new to the church and you've never been to that and you'd be interested, just let us know because if we have – you know, enough people to do it. We'll do it on a, like after church on a Sunday. And that's just a time when we just let everybody kind of know who we are, who we're not. We found that if you kind of do that early on in the life of a coming to a church, sometimes you can find out, yes, this is the church for me. And sometimes you can find out right away. Yeah, this isn't the church for me. So we've had people believe it or not that have been here for a long time. And then they were like, Oh, you don't believe in that. And we're like, no, we don't believe in that. And they're like, Oh, we're out of here. Or they, you know, we thought you were. So that's kind of what the newcomers lunch just is the door one Oh one where we can explain all of that. Get it out in the open right off the bat, you know, and 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 figure all that out. So, actually, yeah, if you haven't tuned into Table Talk recently, we started. Uh, we did an Advent series around Christmas, and then we started doing Church 101, and it's a lot of that stuff's covered in there. So, um, that would also be a, another opportunity for that. So, are there any other questions about anything that's on your mind? I was waiting for you, Dave. Nothing. Okay. Well, what we're gonna do then, real quickly, is we're gonna go ahead and end the live stream. And uh, we have something, just a little housekeeping item that we have to um, talk about real quick. So uh, we'll do that, and then we'll pray, and then you guys can go home and enjoy your Friday evening. So.